Hello. Ooh, it is Tuesday. Uh, I'm not sure of the day. Tuesday, May 8th at 5.56 p.m. The year of allowed 2018. Uh, my name is TJ Freck. This is the TJ Freck cast. Uh, this is a day late, a dollar short. Last night I was way too tired to actually do it. And I was sick yesterday. I'm not sick. I'm not, I shouldn't say I was sick. I was sick. Like, okay. I was sick in the sense that I could not perform work functions. Uh, I, over the weekend, something was blooming. Maybe it's because of the effed up weather, weather patterns we've been having here in Pennsylvania. But like, um... Some kind of tree or flower or something really, like, bloomed over the weekend and just made... Like, I got an allergy attack is the best way for me to put it. I was coughing, sneezing. I couldn't, like, hardly do anything. I was... You can still hear me. uh, My voice kind of messed up. Kind of probably sounds a little weirder than usual. But I'm all zyrtec up. I put some nasal spray in and neti potted, so I was able to go to work today. Yesterday I did not go to work. My poor baby boy, uh, he also had the same issues. He didn't have it as bad as I did, thank goodness. Because there's really nothing sadder than a, a baby with allergies and, like, you know, coughing and wheezing, and there's really nothing you can do except go out and burn down all the plants around your house, which I'd be okay with. My neighbor, my one neighbor is obsessed with his yard. And I would be like, yeah, I just, I would rather astroturf it and not have to deal with it ever. I hope I never become one of those guys who's just like, I'm proud of my yard. Look at all my yard. It's got exactly three inches tall. I hope I never get to be that guy. It's like, I hope to never be the guy one of the guys, old guys who's sitting at sheets drinking coffee with his buds, like all retired guys just sitting in the sheets cafe area drinking free coffee. Cause that's what they do. I, when I worked at sheets, that's what the old guys would do. They would sit there and they would buy one cup of coffee and they would just keep refilling that cup of coffee while they were there. It got so bad that corporate came down and was like, hey, every time they get a cup of coffee, walk over and be like, yo, we got to charge you for that refill. That's how you cha- That's how we chased them out, finally. It was getting a little ridiculous. Like, people would stay there for five or six hours at a time. It's, I mean, McDonald's has the same problem. I don't know. I feel like some pe- old people are entitled in that kind of sense. But anyway, going back to uh, what I was saying. Yeah, uh, so allergies are pretty bad right now for me and the boy. And uh, the girlfriend and one of her kids. Other two kids apparently got uh, unscathed by it. Lucky kids. Whatever. Doesn't matter anyway. Allergies will come and go soon enough, right? I'm no allergist. Not an allergist. Just a plucky boy who 
has a son and a house and a girlfriend and her three kids. Well, So anyway, last week I put on an APB uh, for people, anybody who wanted to talk about, oh, I just got passed by a cop car. I'm doing this in the car because I know I won't have time to do it later tonight because um, as soon as I get to the point where like all the kids are in bed and everybody else is taken care of, I don't have to run around anymore, uh, I'm passing out and going to sleep. I'm done. Like I'm really, really tired today. Uh, I went to BioLife, which by the way, if you want to make some extra money, uh, go to BioLife, drop my name, uh, supposedly there's codes, I can give you a code, shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, any of the other hundred thousand ways you can contact me and I'll send you a code or something. Um, but yeah, I was falling asleep at BioLife, which at BioLife they, they jam a thing in your arm and they collect your plasma. So I, I was sleeping through a thing vacuuming blood cells out of my arm. That's how tired I was, which was a good little nap. And then afterwards I went and got a, um, a an iced chocolate mocha, a nice mocha, because all mochas are chocolate. That's part of being a mocha, it's chocolate. Um, an iced mocha from Starbucks with double the espresso. And uh, I'm not gonna do that again. I am not doing that again. That tore apart my insides like no one's business. I am in pain right now driving. Yeah, never going to do that again. Although I did drink, uh, I drank the last K-cup of my Death Wish Coffee Valhalla blend, and it, it, it was spectacular. You know, I'm going to have to get me more of some of that soon. Like... Um, I want to try the regular um, Death Wish coffee too. They have some kind of um, like gift pack you can get that has a bag of Death Wish regular blend and some Valhalla blend. And uh, I'm going to get, I, whenever uh, I get a little bit extra money, I'm going to get that. I know $30 is a lot for coffee, but it, it is really good coffee. Hey, if you order from them, be like, hey, I forget if there's a comment section or not. Be like, hey, I, I heard the DJ Freckcast and they said, TJ said, hey, that was the best coffee he's had. So they're not a sponsor. They aren't giving me money to say that. But I would like them to be a sponsor. So, hey, tweet at them. Be like, hey, hey, TJ Freckcast, Death Wish Coffee. Hook him up, bro. Because he likes Death Wish Coffee. It's delicious. Anyway, uh, so what I was going to talk about this week was, I think I called the episode Law and Scorpio, NCIS, SUV, DSV, C-Lab, something like that. Um, as you know, I watch a lot of TV. I've watched a lot of TV for a lot of my life. Um, my degree is basically television. Like, media studies, film, and television was my degree. So, I watched a lot of TV studied a lot of the business of the TV and uh, I was going to talk about crime shows this week uh, and I'm going to do three specific ones because <laughs> I feel like these three are di completely different genres of the crime show um, and I'm going to go through 
kind of what annoys me about them and what I like about them. Uh, probably what I like about them first and what annoys me about them second. And um, kind of my thoughts on the whole genre at all. <clears throat> first off, uh, I'm going to talk about these three shows. Law & Order, the original Law & Order. Um, uh, CSI. And I've got somebody to choose from for this third category because um, there's law. There's I think we can go with NCIS just because it is uh, it has a lot of the tropes from CSI as well as uh, Law and Order. Um, but first and foremost, uh, Law and Order. Uh, the way I look at Law & Order is whenever Law & Order first came out onto the scene, just Law & Order, not SVU, not uh, Criminal Intent, not any of those, um, regular Law & Order was basically just your, your basic, these are how cops operate um, TV show. You had two detectives who went out to interview people, solve a crime, and then... <coughs> the second part of the show was the prosecution and um, trying to I don't want to say pin the crime on the person but you know to be prosecuting the person um, and that I know that breaks it down like way too simply there were, you know there were multiple detectives on the show that cycled in and out there were different prosecutors I think Sam Waterston say was the one of the main prosecutors for the whole entire show. Um, you can uh, go back and check that out. Um, make sure, like I, I'm I'm in my car, so I can't really fact check that right now. But it was like your basic show. It, there was no real drama to do with the characters, right? Like the the drama had to do more with the crime and the the due process of the show like <clears throat> it was closer to a true crime type of thing like you were you were learning about how police work actually worked now of course a lot of it's embellished a lot of it is um, mundane like actual police work is fairly mundane you know and that's I think it conveyed it in a non-mundane fashion. But it, it was fairly like, okay, this is how a crime is, you know, figured out. This is how a person's prosecuted. You know, in a lot of those shows, it was fairly ambiguous until the end on whether or not they the crime actually happened. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's what I liked about Law & Order, that it was fairly boring, but, but like, on point. Um, which really, I feel, is a contrast to CSI. I'm going to talk about CSI in a minute, but... Um, now, my problem with Law & Order was that it was for, fairly formulaic and pretty mundane, like I just said. Um, there's beauty in that simplicity, but there's simplicity in, in it, period. Now, you, you did get to meet a lot of awesome actors during that time, like uh, Jerry Orbach, Orbach um, Sam Waterston, as mentioned before, 
Um, Dan Florek was on there for a while before they took him over to SVU. <coughs> um, I'm trying to remember all of them. I can't remember all all off my head, off the top of my head. Um, Anderson, <laughs> I forget his first name. But I was just thinking about him earlier today because he's on Blackish. I forget. I really feel bad that I don't remember his first name. Anthony Anderson. That's what it is. Anthony Anderson. I thought like when I watched his episodes, I was like, he's really good at this. He's a, like, I want to go off on him for a second because um, him and Transformers. Uh, I hated it. I hated it. I didn't hate him. I hated the performance in Transformers because he was. Oh my god! Blah, blah, blah. And that. <coughs> that. I didn't think it was very good. And, like, I, I just kind of took it at face value at first. Until I saw him in a more dramatic role in uh, The Departed. Anthony Anderson in The Departed. It's a very small part, but he's really good at it. Like, the dude's a really good dramatic actor. He was really good in Law and Order. I like his... His tenure wasn't very long, because I think... Uh, he was in, like, the last couple seasons of it. But he was really good in it. And in, uh, I guess Blackish has been a big success, so good for him. Anthony Anderson, if you ever actually listen to this podcast, uh, you know, good job, buddy. You did a really good job. I'm glad to see that you didn't get stuck in Transformers, you know, where you're just like, oh, here's the animated weird dude. Like, no, dude. This guy's a great actor. You guys sat on How about that? <coughs> anyway. Off my Anthony Anderson uh, session there. Uh, but that was, you know, that was my gripe of Law & Order. It was mundane and it was formulaic. So I'm going to go over here to CSI. You had your spinoffs, Miami, New York, um, New York was the main one, right? I don't remember. Miami was the weird one with uh, Horatio or whatever they put his sunglasses on and that was the punchline um, which he was actually a cop in NYPD Blue or he was a cop in another show where Dennis for not Dennis Farina but some other guy showed his butt and they said dickhead on TV for the first time or shit I don't remember but they tried to make him this cool guy. And uh, he, I think he was one of the first memes, actually. I guess this is what they call a rundown. Yeah! <laughs> I don't miss that show. That's, I don't miss CSI either. Because as, you know, as mundane as Law & Order was, it wasn't overly sensational. Huh sensationalized it was you know it was like what could all these special effects look I have this analyzer that lets me see the fine hairs on the back of someone's nutsack let me tell you uh, according to everybody <laughs> that that doesn't actually exist like <laughs> that uh, technology they use doesn't exist Which is, 
kind of cool using special effects to figure that out. <coughs> like, well, we used this analyzer. We found his fingerprint right wedged between the door frame and the victim's left molar. And that's what caught him. You find out later, like, I watched an episode of Adam Ruins Everything, and he's like, yeah, fingerprints don't mean anything. Lie detectors don't mean anything. And that's that's what these shit that CSI kind of sat on, was like, they used all this technology to figure this out. But a real crime scene investigator's like, uh, well, we took some fingerprints, and uh, they matched. So we had that, but then the judge said the fingerprints didn't match, so uh, the cops questioned all the witnesses and, and got... Uh, confession out of somebody. That was that. I don't mean to diminish crime scene investigators because they actually do like a lot of cool stuff like recreating how the crime happened. <coughs> but as for the CSI version of it, like, uh, that was total bull. That was total bullshit. But that's how they got their bread and butter. So I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm going to, shit on them. That's basically what it comes down to. Is, um, but, and it also f- suffered from the same kind of pop, uh, problem that Law & Order did, where it was kind of formulaic. Like, formulaic and it had uh, like the classic character tropes that became a norm in series like that. Like CSI. Not so much Law & Order. There was only a couple shows like Law and Order, um, and they kind of got, kind of started shuffling people on the show into those tropes as well. Like Jerry Orbach was the sassy uh, joke guy, but they didn't do it too over the top. <clears throat> CSI is kind of where that, um, where the tropes started to show up, and I'm going to talk about that more with NCIS, because NCIS, uh, really relied on that, but there's a flip flip side to NCIS, uh, that CSI doesn't really have. Now, to be fair, I didn't watch a whole lot of CSI, so I can't really confirm this. I've watched a few episodes and I noticed that they aren't connected. They are the single servant, here you go, sing, single servant, here you go. And you had the crazy guy who's out there, but he's really smart. You had the crazy guy who's just a wisecracking guy. You had the straight guy. <coughs> and I'm not talking like gay straight guy. I'm talking like straight guy, like you make a joke and he's the guy that goes, oh, whoa. Um, <coughs> you had the genius, the underrated genius, the young genius. You had the blue worker, blue collar worker guy. <coughs> and whenever they would change cast members, it would be like whoever slotted into that spot. It wasn't like we added a new person and they're totally different. <coughs> there's always the guy who, we have to follow the rules, we have to follow the rules. And there's the other guy that says, fuck the rules, watch this. That show relied heavily on that kind of stuff. And it was formulaic in that, because you always had that happen. Like, well, I, I don't know, man. If we do this, this could 
you know, ruin the evidence and uh, we'll never catch the perp. Yeah, but we got to try. We got to try. It's a really, like, <clears throat> man, somebody was mowing their lawn and I don't know if Paul got into the car and blew it into the cab here, but man, I'm just coughing and wheezing. Um, like, shoot. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, where was I? What was I doing? The, um, oh, right, right. The rebel. Like, oh, if we do this, all the, all the evidence is gone. But if we get it right, you know, this will totally figure out who did it. And of course, there's always, you know, the risk and the reward is the, the appeal. <coughs> what crazy thing is, what, Gideon? Is that the guy's name? Galleon, something like that. What crazy things are you gonna do to catch the crook? And they would do the crazy thing, and oh my god, it worked, or oh my god, it failed. Haha, but we figured this other thing out. <coughs> and I always won in the end. It's like, ugh, come on. At least Law and Order, they were like, alright, well, this guy got off on technicality. Uh, we can't do anything about it. That's technically the law. Alright. Now, um... And that show was a lot different. I feel like it was a lot different than NCIS. The NCIS, NCIS wasn't as bad as CSI when it comes to the crime scene investigations. It was pretty bland, which is good. Um... Because, like I said, blowing all that stuff out of the water, it's like, oh, look at all these graphics. Kind of like, whenever you find out about real police work, you're just like bummed out. Um, NCIS had overarching storylines, and that, I feel, is the big difference between CSI and, um, and NCIS and Law and & Order. And NCIS. Uh, because you kind of like got attached to the characters... <coughs> you know, they had their own separate storylines. You know, uh, what was that guy's name? Spinoza. You know, he had his history in the show where you would pick up on that history, but if you didn't watch the show regularly, you didn't know about said history. <coughs> um, Cone de Pablo's character, I forget what her name is. You know, you learned about her past as an Israeli something or other. Like, she showed up on the show as a uh, recurring character and they brought her and put her in as a regular character. And, uh... Oh, the other guy. I forget what the other guy's name is, but he wrote a book. He was a writer. And then they had the quirky lab girl. <coughs> Which, that trope... I don't know if trope's the right word, but... That piece of character um, made its way through, like, every show after it. Because um, you always had that quirky lab girl in every show after that. Or the weird lab dude. It was the quirky lab girl and her befuddling male assistant was, like, the, the, tro the uh, team for a while. Was annoying. 
because they all acted the same. <coughs> Man. Wish I had some water. Ugh. What I liked about NCIS was the overarching um, storylines. Because they usually kept interesting. Um, they weren't just bland. It wasn't always formulaic. <coughs> they were more military police, so it was a little different. So they, because they were, you know, investigating crimes on a military base or that had to do with military people, so. Yeah. And they, they really didn't have, like, the leader wasn't breaking a whole lot of rules. He had a handler, and yada, yada, yada. It was, it was different. I, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about NCIS. <laughs> you know, for what it was, it was a good show. The CSI, I could not, could not enjoy for whatever reason. Law and Order, like, Law and Order SVU, I loved for whatever reason. Um, Law and Order SVU followed more of the NCIS model. Uh, in the sense that it had overarching characters. They, like, they really didn't start having uh, the overarching storylines until later in the show's run. I don't know if SVU is still on the air, to be honest. Uh, I think it is. Which I think it's the last surviving Law & Order show. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening to this. Uh, put it on the Facebook or uh, send me a message, call me stupid, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, that was one thing I liked about NCIS was the, the storylines, and it didn't follow that formulaic path, pattern that Law and Order did in NCSI. <coughs> um, now those shows pretty much have gone by the wayside. I know Scorpio's a, a new one, where they're all geniuses, but they have no common sense. And that's part of the joke. Oh my god, they're so smart, but whoa, they don't get everything. <coughs> They've almost become a parody of themselves, these shows. Because they, they've been done. They've been overdone at this point. You know, Law & Order had the luxury to rip stuff from headlines and kind of explain it in a more creative way. Like... <laughs> I forget some of the headlines they had. <clears throat> some of them were like 30 years old. They, they modernized them and changed them a bit. Some of them were current events. You know. And, and somebody would say like, well, how did they do that so quickly? Well, that's how television runs. You know, it's a... Television runs, if you've ever been involved in television production... <laughs> with movies they take their time like you have six to eight months to complete an hour and a half worth of filming but you're taking multiple takes you're, you're doing this you're doing that you're looking back at the film like I want to do it differently <laughs> I'm not I'm not diminishing television but I am saying you know television episodes were shot like within a few days You know, you see a character wearing the same shirt in different episodes. They were probably sh shooting the same episode over, you know, one day. 
<laughs> I think a show like CSI might have, you know, that was that was what their appeal though. I mean, their appeal was like graphics. Watch this. Watch that. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, um, that's kind of my take on uh, police shows. I'm glad that it's kind of taken a step back. I know I didn't talk about The Wire. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I started watching The Wire and I didn't. I, if I had watched it when it first started showing, I probably would have paid more attention to it. But when I tried to watch it, it was in SD and 3x4 uh, television. It just got difficult for me to watch, and I hate saying that because I, I used to be the guy that was like, "You should watch Clerks. Oh, it's in black and white." Yeah, but it's still a really good movie. <coughs> Man, we gotta turn this off. <sighs> yeah, I should watch The Wire. You're right. Um, and there's old cop shows that I didn't talk about, like. Uh, Kojak? Um, Hill Street Blues, those kind of shows. I didn't watch any of those. I can't really make comments on those if I never watched them. I know I used to watch a lot of TV Land, but I would watch like Welcome Back Cotter and uh, Benny Hill and. Well, Benny Hill was on Comedy Central, but um, All in the Family and Mod and shows like that. So. I think I was on TV Land or Comedy Central. I can't remember. <clears throat> but that's, like, if I'd gone back and watched those shows, I'm sure they would be the similar thing. I mean, Dragnet was... I think maybe I liked Law & Order because I liked Dragnet so much. <clears throat> and Dragnet's so dry that you could, like, pour water on it. And you could clean up a spill with it. That's how dry it was. But for me, it was interesting. So that's why I think that's why I like Law and Order so much because it was like modern day dragnet, just cut and dry kind of stuff. Anyway, um, so that was my kind of ramble on crime shows. Now I'm I'm kind of glad the genre has died off and everything. Anything new that they try to make in it kind of has a low survival rate. <laughs> because how many crime stories can you really tell anymore? And with a 24-hour news cycle, you actually get the crimes that happen. You know, you heard about the the girls that were captured by this family and they all escaped and, like... You don't need to watch the Law & Order episode because you watch the actual episode. You don't need to watch the dramatization. You actually heard from the girl, like, hey, I got captured here. <coughs> My family thought I was dead. No, I was locked in this guy's basement for 17 years. You can't write it. That's messed up part. You know, um, I guess regular TV dramas are starting to take back the night. Reality shows have been exposed for not being reality. Those have kind of died by the wayside, which is good. You know, but I am 
kind of afraid for future TV just because there's, you know, what can be done that hasn't been done already? You know, they did Evil Dead, the TV series, which was good. Then they canceled it, which is fine. I, I, I think whenever somebody makes a TV show, they should have an ending already made. Like, that's something I liked about Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop was only 20-some episodes long, and that's it. They did a movie, too. Which fits in somewhere within the TV show. I'm not going to spoil the ending to Cowboy Bebop. If you want to watch Cowboy Bebop, do it. It's a really good show. It's a really good anime. If you don't like anime, don't watch it. Actually watch it, because it's actually one of those few anime that I enjoy. Anyway, alright, I think I've rambled enough about that. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Please rate, subscribe, tell a friend, tell two friends. Um, You know, if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call me, leave me a message. Um, Shoot me a message on Facebook. The TJ Fretcast has its own Facebook page. Go and like it, go like Fade Hawk Radio. Um, yeah, rate, subscribe, comment, and, uh, have a good night. Thanks. Thanks for listening.